Welcome to the Lemonade Stand Stories Podcast. Tune in every Thursday as we share inspirational stories from the world's greatest creators, entrepreneurs, and go-getters about how they've turned life's lemons into lemonade. And now, here's this week's host, the president of Lemonade Stand, John Roa. Hey, this is John Roa, and I'm here with Bennett Maxwell of Dirty Dough on the Lemonade Stand Stories podcast. Bennett, so excited to have you today. How are you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm excited to be on here. Loving the vibe so far. I'm walking in, talking about marketing. My face is on a tablet with my name. I'm like, who are these guys? What a so better great. welcome. And I got all these snacks. You guys are awesome. That's I'm our, happy to be here. That's our producer, Branson Hershey. He's yes. sitting in the room right now. He's excellent and making everybody happy, just delivering great service. I love it. So glad to have you here, man. Well, I'm excited to talk to you today. Um, we There's a little bit of an interesting story in how we connected. Um, and I wanted to kind of go through that, kind of go through some of the stuff you've been <laughs> working through, um, with some, uh, if, if you know the Utah cookie wars, hashtag Utah cookie wars, you might've yep. heard about that. <laughs> if you're out here in Utah, um, I'd love to talk a little bit about that today, but over overall, I just wanted to hear about your story. Cause I thought it was really cool when we met last and wanted to share that with our listeners. Yeah. So three and a half years ago, early 19, I'm looking at buying a franchise, you know? So I looked into the crumble model, I'm like, man, this is a cool company. Um, but I stopped looking at it as soon as they told me it was owner operated only. And I was like, that's cool. But like, am I going to go move to Albuquerque to run a cookie business? You know, I wanted to exchange time for money, right? Not right. Uh, quit my other job and go do this. So, but it got me interested in the cookies. Then dirty dough was started by a guy that I went to high school with and he posts on Facebook. Hey, I have a delivery cookie company and I want to go into like an actual retail storefront. So he was looking for investment capital. I invested. I was in San Diego at the time running a solar company. And uh, anyways, March, 2020, talk about like a month to open up a restaurant. That is crazy. So you, you started your first, you opened your first restaurant. March of 2020. March, 2020, literally the entire world shut down. So it was like two days before a grand opening. Oh my gosh. was, Was like the, all the government closures and stuff. So anyways, I, yeah, talk about timing. So that happened. Um, I'm in San Diego and Crumble opens up in Point Loma and they're crushing it. Like, and I'm like, okay, this is a great market. Tyler, the old owner of the, or the, the founder of Dirty Dough, dude, let's, you know, let's, I'll be your first franchisee. I already live out here. It's a great market. And long story short, he just said, nah, I'm, I want to go back to Utah. Like this stuff sucks basically. Like I'm just burnt out. So so I, he's not filling the he's not filling the cookie business. He wasn't filling the cookie business. I mean, he 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 was the owner operated model, right? right? Like working the eighty hour weeks. Yeah, he dropped out of school. He only went there for school, and his wife's like, "Dude, we don't even have family here. Let's go home. You know, let's go back to Utah." So he's like, "I'm thinking about selling it." And I thought, just listen to a podcast that talked about true wealth being made from real estate and and purchasing businesses. I was like, "Yeah, maybe I have a handful of properties." never bought a business before. So that's kind of, I did it kind of on a whim. I've never been in food, never been in franchising, but I saw what Crumble did. And I, I always, I've always had the mentality of what are other people doing that I can't learn, right? What, what's out there that like, that's that proprietary, yeah. right? And like it's food. I could figure it out. And the more than that, it's like, I'm a business owner in San Diego. If I could figure out how to run a food restaurant, you know, in a different state remotely, then man, isn't that a cool model? How many other entrepreneurs would would jump on that? They have a little bit of capital. They know how to run businesses. They just don't know how to bake cookies. 
Right. So that's what I did. I bought the company and then we set off to make it the most simple food franchise model in existence. And how we do that is we do a centralized production model. So hmm. now looking at, you know, if somebody's buying a franchise, one, a franchise is already kind of game plan, right? Like here's what's working for other people. But the money to now invest in one of these is a lot lower because you don't need to buy mixers. All of that's done at a corporate level. Right. And then we get huge discounts on cost of goods because we centralize everything. We don't have to go through the middlemen. Um, then we mix 1500 cookies at a time with a professional baker. So now the franchisee doesn't have to hire anybody. Right. And then we portion that through a specialized machine that gives us a three layer cookie, which don't exist anywhere else. So now all that is left for the franchise to do is pop in a cookie into the oven. Right. So that's the model that we went for. So we can have more passive investors. It's amazing. So you, you're talking about three layer cookie and I've had, I mean, look at me. I've had way too many dirty dough cookies. <laughs> By the way, you didn't bring any today. I I, I was already late. That's I would have right. man. That's all right. We're we'll forgive you this once, but no, it, I've had. You, I owe you cookies forever. No, dude, dude you're, you're so you're so great. This dirty dough cookie is legit. I've had a lot of cookies in my life. <laughs> this one's way way up there. It's one of the best cookies I've ever had, if not the best. Thank you. And uh, that three layer, I don't I don't even know how you do that. I'll explain but, a, th- a three layer cookie. Okay. Okay. So you look at a cookie, it looks like a peanut butter cookie. It's because it's peanut butter dough on the outside. When you break it open, there's a chocolate dough in the middle. And in the very center, there's hot fudge. So you have every to word this. you said right now is like just amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, this, this model was, uh, it just costs a lot, frankly. I mean, we were into it multiple million dollars before we opened up a storefront, you wow. know, like there's a lot on the back end to make it easy for the franchisee, but that, but that's the model that we right. went for is how do we, Kind of going big picture. My 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 mission statement is to find joy and fulfillment despite life's dirtiness in myself and others. So wow. the despite life's dirtiness, obviously it's a play on dirty dough, but it speaks to the fact that we don't need to be perfect, right? Life doesn't need to be perfect for us to be happy and fulfilled. Okay. So how am I trying to do that? One is mental health, right? Let's get our mind right, our mentality right. And then two, what has brought me fulfillment and joy in life? entrepreneurship. Wow. So I want to lower that barrier of entrepreneurship for other people. And that's what I'm going for with the model is let's make it simple. So other people that maybe wouldn't have ever wanted to be an entrepreneur, they're like, I'm going to give a stab at it. Right. Right. And you were telling me, I think your, the costs for your franchise, like to start up is way cheaper than if you were going somewhere else. Compared to like a crumble or half, maybe a little bit less than half. So crazy. That's amazing. Okay. So you're, you did, did you have this cookie? Was it already kind of created when you first started or did you guys work on this after you got involved? Like were you, we changed everything. I wow. mean, other than the name dirty dough, I don't think anything's the same. The, the, wow. the colors, the branding, the messaging, the purpose, the every single employee to every recipe, every recipe was redone. Wow. So you come into this thing, you, you change the business model completely and you basically get established right in the middle of the pandemic, right at the beginning, March of 20. So, so yeah, that's when the first store opened. I bought wow. the company in uh, like January of 2021. Wow. So it had already gotcha. been going a little okay. bit. Okay, great. So you're, you're, you're going, things are, things are starting to grow probably slowly and surely. Uh-huh. What's, what's happening now? Like how, what's, what's the next step in this as you are starting to grow here? So we started franchising in December, built up a good team, had an amazing advisory board, um, and then hired a CEO that grew a company, her company, Maui Wowie Smoothies and Coffee, zero to 700 locations, sold yeah. it. Anyways, just just high level people like that. And then we started franchising um, Yeah, in December of 
2021. So it took us, you know, basically a year to kind of redo everything, find the machines that we want to do, you know, buy a truck, start building out a warehouse, all of that stuff to, uh, to franchise in December. And now, yeah, we just hit 200 stores that we've sold. That's incredible. So seven of them are open, two mobiles and five brick and mortar, and then a lot more to open up. (laughs) That's amazing. So you're, you're going through this process, you're opening up stores at what point do you start getting some pushback? Tell us a little bit about from the big cookie co. Yeah. From the big cookie co. And if you haven't yet, so let me preface this a little bit. If you have not yet been on LinkedIn, follow Bennett Maxwell on LinkedIn. One, one of the best follows on LinkedIn, but two, some of the best commercials and social <laughs> media presence, because this is what started hashtag Utah cookie wars. Uh, you've had some, uh, you've had some things to say about big yep. cookie co and what's happened. So tell us a little bit about okay, the story. So, so we have one store open, right? This is the original store that opened in Tempe, Arizona. Now we're in Utah and get a call from our attorney. And he was like, you guys are getting sued by crumble. I'm like, for what? You know? <laughs> so this is it. We have one store crumble just threw up billboards that say we do a million dollars in, I mean, a million cookies a day. That's a, that's a multi-billion dollar company. Right. I'm like, what the hell do they care? You know? And then you read through it and I'm like, this is a joke, right? Like it has like their cookie logo or their logo next to our logo, their cookie with a sprinkle next to our cookie with a sprinkle. I'm just like, what, what is going on? Whatever. Didn't think anything of it. Like they're, they're probably just trying to, you know, slow us down. Cause there's obviously, there's no merit here. So we just, you know, kind of went about our business. We had 60 days to respond Um, about 45 days into it. I'm boarding a plane to go to Mexico for a month. Might I add? Like I'm 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 there for a month. And I'm like, somebody tagged me or something. And it was KSL said, Crumble is suing two cookie companies, Crave and Dirty. I'm like, oh shoot. Now I have to like come out and be on top of this, right? Um, so it wasn't like we got sued and we like pushed it out there. It's we got sued, we sat there for 45 days, and then if the news is gonna cover it, I'm gonna be the one to control the narrative because uh, I mean, that's what I do. Like I'm, I'm a salesperson, right? Like, and I read the lawsuit and I feel very strongly, you know, maybe I'm a little biased, but I'm just like, <laughs> no way. Like this is a joke. And I want to make sure that everybody knows that there's no merit to this lawsuit. So, and this around this same, um, this is how, how many months ago now? This was in July. So two months ago, two, two months, three ago. months ago. Well, no, we're in October, three months. Yeah. Ago. Three months ago. So, uh, at the, around the same time, you, I think you make your first post uh, about this and, and we have a mutual connection that uh-huh. shares something about it. And I thought it was the coolest thing because you, during this post, you weren't berating anybody or hating on anybody. You, you were just super nice and saying like, hey, why don't you uh, come and try our cookies out? We'd, I'd love to see you in our store. Why don't you give, it a, give us a yeah. shot and see what you think? Which I thought is like like the founder of this company, the owner of this company is on LinkedIn on comments of people just saying like, people are on there like, Oh, I love big cookie company. I would never, you're like, well, why don't you give us a shot first? And I just thought that was the coolest thing. What, what kind of leads you to have such that kind of like engaging presence? It's your business, right? So it's like, I'm going to respond to every comment one, because I want everybody to like me. (laughs) That's a a personality flaw. (laughs) No, we don't need to go there right now. Um, That's another podcast. (laughs) But two, like I, I, I care about it, you know, because it, yeah. it's not just me at this point. When the lawsuit hit, we had 90 franchises sold. So it's like, I got 90 and people. how many stores were actually open at this time? Um, one. Wow. 
when the sorry when 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 the news story picked it up, we'd we'd opened up a second. So we had two stores open, but ninety sold, and I'm like, no, no, I like I need to correct people. This this is wrong, and and the, the what helped me out and gave me the confidence is it was verifiably wrong. Like who founded Dirty Dough? Well, just Google it because they they you know. No, we don't need to get into the details of it, but one of the statements was that Dirty Dough was founded by a former Crumble employee that left, started working for Crumble in 19, left in 19, and then founded Dirty Dough. We'll just Google it. Who, when was Dirty Dough founded? And it's like news articles will confirm. The state website will confirm it was founded in 18. You know, so that helped a lot. But I'm just like, I'm gonna, I need, I need, I need to respond to everybody. I think I could win over each person one by one, I guess, and with the purpose of one kind of saving my, my own butt, right? I'm not going to act like it was just for everybody else, but sure. definitely it was also for uh, for the franchises. And that was, I mean, so it took us nine uh, seven months to sell 90 franchises, which is pretty unheard of. Um, Really, really good growth. And then in the next two months, we sold over, you know, we went from 90 to 100 or 200. So we sold another 120 because of this, which kind of speaks to the, uh, yeah, that was the best thing that could have happened. That's right. that's a lot of lot of good that <laughs> we'll kind of leave it at that. So like it, we're not necessarily like we love big cook com, cook big cookie company ourselves. We like I, I have an Airbnb in Lehigh and I yeah. don't have a dirty done Lehigh. I still order <laughs> Crumble to every That's guest, so I swear great. to you. And I, I've, I've, been, I've, been, we, I've been a big fan of Crumble. Yeah, we I, were I big fans. Them. We were big fans too. We love them. And so we're not necessarily taking a side one or another, but I just loved your the way you approached it. And uh, and everybody loves an underdog story, right? Yeah. Like, and that was, to me, was the coolest thing was instead of getting sued and kind of just crumbling, <laughs> hey oh, I've been working <laughs> on that one for a while. <laughs> Hey, dad. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, like, I, I loved that you guys have made it into this almost comical, like, hey, we're here kind of thing. Why don't you give us a shot? Like, by the way, here's the first post yeah. that somebody probably tagged us. You know, it was a screenshot of the KSL news clip. You know, Crumble's suing these other companies. And because the lawsuit legitimately said, had our cookie with sprinkles next to their cookie with sprinkles, I'm like, Crumble's a billion dollar company. We have one store open when this lawsuit hit. And, you know, over sprinkles. And I, and then I said like, watch out grandma, hide your sprinkles or it's your next, right? A stupid thing and a silly thing to say. I just snorted. But man, it's a silly, it's a silly lawsuit. So like, that was the first thing. And then it was like, Hey, how are we going to respond? And we had started billboards actually in May and Crumble has been in Utah County for four and a half years right. at that time. Never has done a billboard ever. We do some coming soon billboards the next month. Crumble just litters the freeway with uh with billboards. So, anyways, we're like, let's respond again on billboards. And then we, you know, the marketing team, they had all these options. And then I, you know, kind of just narrowed it down and chose the five that I liked. And it was our cookies don't crumble under competition. Cookies so good we're being sued. And it had a cookie with like censored, like as if you're oh looking gosh. at like an X-rated magazine. <laughs> um, let your taste buds be the judge. Can't hurt our feelings. Um, little things like that. And I posted that, that got like half a million views on LinkedIn, you know, and then news articles are picking those up. So, you know, like it was in Hawaii and Ohio and Atlanta. And I mean, there's tons of different States that picked it up and it was, so I got way more coverage from posting about the billboards. And I tagged Crumble. I said, Crumble, I love you guys billboards. What do you think of ours? (laughs) And I tagged them. And then, yeah, people 
got that little, you know, screenshot of my post and then they threw it on all their news articles. I mean, this is brilliant marketing. And, and so what, what's amazing throughout all of this is you've turned this moment into what a lot of people would have either got completely, I mean, I'm sure you were upset, but like would have maybe yeah. just cussed people out online or something like that. You've turned it into. And a, I wanted to. Yeah. I bet. I was holding my tongue on a lot of like, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but you've turned it into a cool marketing campaign where you've just, it, more than hating on the other guys, you've really just featured your business and done it in a way that's super endearing, I, f I felt like. So, and that's where I connected you when I saw it. It was John Dye's post. And John, if you're watching this, big shout out to you. Um, he posted about it and I just, I found you. And it's so funny because Greg and I literally, I think he reached out to you about, about giving you some stuff and like, hey, okay. can we help shoot a video or do something? And I reached out to you about the same time, like, hey, I want to do something cool with you guys. And so we did, uh, I think we did a, like a cookie for two days or day and a half. We were like, anybody in Utah wants to go to the store, get a free cookie. And uh, that thing went viral. It was awesome for like a day and a half. That was yeah. one of the best posts I've ever made was just giving away cookies. Who would know that you give away cookies to people? And and I want to I want to talk about that because yeah. I was just talking with Wade, who's my partner and the owner of the vineyard store. We were talking about that with, I think, Nate Bradshaw, the B1 or B10 Capital. Anyways, and it's like, because we're talking about entrepreneurship. I was like, speak... You know what's cool about Utah entrepreneurship? John. John is cool. I don't know John. John doesn't know me. He doesn't know Wade. He dropped off his freaking credit card <laughs> and then posted and said, I want to buy everybody a cookie. And he's like, well, why? And I'm like, he just was trying to support us. Like, how cool is that, man? So I, I anyways, I know I've told you before. I'm going to tell you dude. again, dude. That means the world to us. That's so cool that you it was did cool. that. cool. I, I think one for us, it's it, like we love the underdog story. We, like we've, this is Lemonade Stand's kind of story as well as starting off with, you know, nothing and growing out of something that's, that's, uh, uh, kind of have purpose behind it and all this stuff and, and, and with the support of other people. And so I, I love being able to support you and it was cool. It's a cool opportunity to like bring awareness to you, to what oh, we're doing and time. what you're doing. Yeah. It's so cool. So it, I actually, it's funny. I was telling you, I, or maybe it was Wade. I came into the store the next day, like it, to pick up my car or I wasn't even picking up the card yet. I was just coming in to get some cookies uh -huh. and I showed somebody, I was like, yeah, I got this. They had no idea who oh, I yeah. was or anything. They were just like, okay, yeah, you can get a cookie. I'm like, okay, thanks. Tell the guy who, <laughs> got it thanks yeah yeah whoever whoever, whoever bought whoever. these tell him tell him he's great tell him thanks he's so cool <laughs> yeah they didn't recognize they didn't recognize me i was like that's all good it was so good great though but anyways okay cool so we we do this thing uh selling selling or you're selling dirty dough cookies things are going great you get sued you turn it into this big marketing moment where where where's it at now it's been two three months you guys how, yeah how does, so it's how probably been two and a half months now Cause it was like end of July. I think that it got picked up. Um, and it's going great. I mean, what does 120 franchises mean? That means 200 or not 200, um, 2 million at least in cash that we put into our account. Wow. Um, from franchise fee. So then what do we do with that? Well, we've reinvested it back into buying more specialized equipment. I mean, cookies are cookies, right? It's hard to get a unique cookie. Our three-layer cookie, we do. We are the only ones that have that. So I'm telling you, like I know cookies are just cookies, but these are good cookies. Okay, yeah, maybe we, I'm the one doing the hard sale today. <laughs> Go get a dirty dough cookie. Get some cookies. They ship to all lower forty-eight, right? Yes, we 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 do some shipping, but you gotta wait till we open our stores. Try them fresh. Yeah. Great. Um. So, anyways, we we were now able to 
I mean, just have a lot more money to reinvest. So we just bought a bunch more machine. Like one of them makes an oven, to- like an open face, like cookie. Think of like a little pizza, right? Yeah. But a cookie. So you can make like all the pie series. And then another one, it just still three layers, but like two layers on the outside. I don't know. It's a, a stuffed churro cookie. Like all these things that we wanted to do for our franchisees and make it more unique, more unique. We want to get products that you can't make by hand because every other cookie company only does hand you know, by hand. So we want to separate ourselves and it allowed us to do that and make some other really good hires. We just hired a guy and it, it's been three weeks. Now he was the director of global operations at Domino's four years in a row, opened the most stores uh, that Domino's had opened on the corporate side. And then he was COO of Costa Vida, you know, the 120 locations, highest operating role. And then he was the CEO of Swig. And, you know, we were able to hire another super solid team member because of one, probably the exposure of the lawsuit. That's how we probably found out about us, but two, just the the extra capital. So yeah, we, the billboards just posting on LinkedIn. uh, We did some kind of silly, like somebody texted me at like 8 PM and it was like a chocolate chip cookie with spam inside of it. And he's just like, ha ha ha. I thought of wow. you. And I, so I immediately grab it, threw it on LinkedIn, you know? And I'm like, Hey, crumble. Like, is this cookie different enough for me, for you? You know, we'll even serve them in a red solo cup, you know, and then hundreds of thousands of views and things like that. And then, uh, somebody did some videos for us, which were, which were pretty funny. Um, the videos are <laughs> really funny. We, we did it another one this morning and we have our oh last gosh. one in this series, at least, um, coming out on uh, on Wednesday in two days. So speaking of like the outlining the difference, what, what these videos were, it's like, uh, let's make these into sales videos, you know? So they have a long utility and not just addressing the lawsuit, um, while still addressing the lawsuit. So the lawsuit talks about us copying their business, right? Their recipes and their processes, their store schematics, where our pitch to our franchisees and the public is, well, we're half the cost, half the labor, half the waste <laughs> with the more unique cookie because we centralize our production. So completely different. So let's point those out in a video like, oh, wait, how did Dirty Dough steal your recipes if they make three-layer cookies with no frosting and stuffed cookies and two-layer cookies where Crumble only does frosting, no stuffed cookies, no three-layer cookies, uh, no two-layer cookies, right? And how are we operating out of 722 square feet, you know? Uh, so little things like that. So we we did turn it into like, look how different we are. Let us sell you on our business model while right. addressing the lawsuit points. But it's more of the... Hey, can we get some potential franchise sales out of it? Yeah. By focusing on the differences, the differences between our business models. So what's your goal? What's the are you, like do you want to be crumble size? Do you want to just like what's the end the, goal in this? The, the goal is a thousand stores um with a thousand wellness center. So wellness center, we will be converting old classrooms in K through 12 schools to a wellness center for kids to proactively work on their mental health. Wow. So it's, yes, we care about anxiety and depression, suicide, all that, but I've never struggled with any of that. And I'm very big on mental health because that's what brings me joy and fulfillment. So I want it to be more widespread of just like, we know we should brush our teeth every night and we know we should go to the gym every day, but do we know that we should be working on our mental health every day? Mm. Right. So that's what my goal is to do in these wellness centers and every franchise will open up at least one wellness center. So we want a thousand stores, thousand wellness centers, and then five years we'll exit. That's a, so what, what, where did that come from? What's this? Like? I, I have kids and the stats are very alarming. 
Do you have any kids? I have five kids. Okay. I thought you did when we met up in the yeah. woods. Do you have any daughters? I have one daughter, four boys, one daughter, and how, she rules. How old is she? She's five years old. Okay. I got a five-year-old daughter as well. She's my oldest. I have a five and a three-year-old and then a one-year-old son. Um, the stats from 2010 to 2015. So 2010, social media wasn't really a thing, right? 2015, right. sorry, 2010 to 2015, it was. And everybody, you know, Gen X, Gen Z, all of that. The self-harm, so this is not like who's, re- yeah, we're reporting more anxiety because we're more comfortable talking. No, this is hospital admissions wow. due to self-harm. It went up 189% in young girls. Like this is like nine to 14. Hmm. And I'm like, what the heck? What do you do as a dad? So that got me worried. Then I had a cousin have a suicide attempt in sixth grade elementary school. Hmm. Crazy. Then I had my daughter start watching YouTube at four years old and comparing her life to this other girl's life. Like, daddy, she went here. Daddy, her dad took her there. You know, I'm like, that's not real though. Like, do you see her crying? Right. Does she fight with her brother? Um, And that's kind of looking at like the core of our business is it, we're fighting against the Instagram mentality of, you have to look perfect right? No, you don't need to look perfect because life's not perfect. So our cookies are supposed to represent the messiness and dirtiness of life. But Mm. guess what? They're still pretty good, right? Um, And and that's what we're going, which is actually, you know, complete opposite of crumble. Crumble is the perfect, pristine pink cookie. It has to look perfect. We want ours to look ugly. You know, I'm going to freaking poke your cookie before I give it to you. (laughs) So that's what life happens, but taste it. It's still good. You know, you can still enjoy it. Um, Can hear some laughter over there our producer. <laughs> Brand, Brand, you sold Branson. <laughs> um, anyway, so that that's that's what got me started on it. And then I'm like, okay, well, who else is being affected by the mental health crisis? Well, you know, 16 to 25 year old girls who works in a cookie store. Like, man, what I've been right. given this opportunity. I have 200 stores. That's thousands, tens of thousands of employees potentially, right? Like, how can I affect them? How can I help my kids? And then how can I just help the general public? Um, but that's what got me into it is let, let's focus on being proactive. And when my daughter asks me, Hey daddy, do I look cute? I say, yeah, you look cute, but does that matter? You know, like, what does that matter? And she'll respond. Cause I do it to her all the time because she's very much into that. You know, she wants to wear the dress and at five oh, years old, and I'm like, even my three-year-old, same thing. And my daughter owns every single one of the Disney princess dresses. Okay. And she wears probably four of them a day. Like she just yeah. randomly throughout the day and she comes down, how do I look in this one? I'm like, I've seen this one seven times yeah, this week already, great, honey. but you're beautiful. <laughs> but like, also you need to do your chores and work on your homework because that's, what's going to really matter <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. So I, I mean, now she asked me all that's just, you know, do I look pretty? I say, yes, but what, what matters? Yeah. And great. she'll respond. Cause you know, I'm kind of like, how do I want her to respond? I guess. But right now it's, it matters that I'm happy that I'm helping other people be happy, right? That's what I want her to focus on. Um, and then that's what I want other people to focus on as well. Like, am I happy? And am I helping other people be happy? Not who cares what you look like, you know? I, I just don't think that that's- Is that something you struggled with yourself growing up? How I look like? Oh, dude, 100% as far as like my uh, my self-worth is attached to how what, what John thinks about me. Wow. You know what I mean? Um high achiever, like straight A student, captain of every sports team, you know, all state, all of that, because it's like, well, if I can have these achievements, then people will like me. Well, you know, I didn't have anybody teaching me that that's not going to get me satisfaction. Like it does momentarily, like it feels good. Like, Hey man, you did a good job. You're right. And it's like, but, 
But when I'm alone and I'm on a hike and I'm just like, this is miserable. I, can, I don't, I don't like being in nature. I don't like being by myself. <laughs> um, like that's what I wish I would have learned. Right. Like that it's, it's not about the exterior factors. Cause if it is, and I can't control those, I can't control if you're going to give me a compliment. I mean, to a certain extent I can, but how do I just like be cool with me? Right. So that's wow. what I'm trying to instill in my daughter is definitely what I struggle with. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. I love that. And so you've, you're doing something else too. I heard recently, you're also starting a podcast with kind of a similar theme, right? It's kind yep. of working through this deeper than dough. So it's more, more than money and kind of a personal journey that I've been going on for just over a year. I sold the solar company, lied to myself for years, telling my wife and my kids, Hey, I'm working late for you, right? I'm working late for you because one day I'm going to have money. And then with that money equals time and not with that time, I'm going to take you guys on vacations. And that means I'm with you and I'm happy. Right. And, and then I sell the solar company. I got some rental properties, got some residual, got some cash. And I'm just like two weeks go by and I'm like already working nights and weekends again. I'm like, I just lied to myself for how many years. Right. So it's more than the money. Anybody who's had, it's not like I have a ton of money, but I've had a little bit of success. It, you don't get the joy and fulfillment from that. There's something else to it. So what is giving us the joy and fulfillment in life for ourselves? And then how are we helping other people do that? So that's what the deeper than dough, right? Deep, more, more than money and then dough because dirty dough, you know? Get it. I get it. It's good. So what gives you that joy and fulfillment now? Um, A lot. I mean, my family, speaking of like how I was raised and my desire to like be a high achiever, to be liked. I don't need to do that with my five-year-old. She freaking loves me. You know right. what I mean? I love, that's the best part about my, being a dad. My three-year-old loves me. My one-year-old, he freaking loves me. My wife loves me. It doesn't matter if I had a good day, if I had a bad day, if I made the sale, if I didn't, none of that matters to them. They just love me. So like being with them is priority. So do I have to work hard? to own a solar company, to sell it, to take them on vacation, to be with them, to be happy, or can I just be with them every night and be present with them, right? So that's that's what I like. Um, definitely get a lot of joy and fulfillment, satisfaction from business. Like what yeah. I'm doing, I love that. Um, helping other people, like saying, hey, I think I can help a million kids. I think I could educate a million kids. That, that makes me feel good. That's great. Right, so, um, and then being with friends, I still have the same friend group from literally Orem Elementary. Then we went to Lakeridge Junior High. Then we went to Mountain View. Wow. And we played Fortnite last night together. There's like 10 of us. <laughs> I'll get your screen yeah. name later. We're, 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 uh, we're going to Vegas this weekend, you know, just for fun. Uh, we were going to go to the BYU game and then now we're not even going. <laughs> that's what we told our wives though. We're going for the BYU yeah. game. Um, but that that's also another thing that that I like doing, hanging great. out, hanging out with buddies. Okay. Last question in all this. If you had... Uh, an opportunity to go back in time and tell your younger self one thing that you've learned, what would it be? One thing that I've learned, um, find out what the heck I'm doing as far as like, what is my why? What is my purpose? What, like what you just asked me, what makes me happy? I should have asked myself that when I was younger. Cause mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't know. I thought money would make me happy, but what about money? Did I think would make me happy? Right. If you keep saying, well, let's, let's go down the rabbit hole of money. Well, money is going to buy me a car and a car is going to make me feel good because other people are going to look at it. What's well, like, well, how about I just go see like a therapist and figure that out? You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm after happiness and I'm after joy and I'm after fulfillment. 
I didn't know that when I was younger. So I went, I went the money route. I thought I, money would give that all to me. I didn't keep asking myself, but why do I want the money? So that's, that's what I would tell myself or anybody listening to this. Like when you're dead, what do you want to be known for? You know, how, what kind of life do you want to have lived? Nobody, nobody's like, oh yeah, that dude was super rich, but he didn't help. You know, like no, nobody right. really wants that. I don't think. So we think we do. hundred <laughs> percent, man. That was good. That's a great way to end this. I feel like that. And you've got to go get some dirty dough cookies because <laughs> they're Thanks for the plug. Freaking good. Dirty dough, uh, online. What's the website? Dirty dough cookies.com. Dirty dough cookies. Cookie. Well, dirty dough cookies.com. Brands and no laugh at me. Dirty dough cookies.com. Follow Bennett Maxwell on LinkedIn for some funny videos, <laughs> some funny comments. It's great. Um, get yourself out to a store. Bennett, thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for listening to the Lemonade Stand podcast, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you use to be alerted when we release new episodes. We'd also love to hear your feedback in the reviews, and if you or someone you know has an awesome Lemonade Stand story, please reach out to us on social media and let us know. Thanks so much, and have a great day.